Welcome back to another episode of Chargers Powder Hour. Colin Appel, Miles Veruca here. How you doing, man? Sound a little more excited, dude. We're two days away from kickoff. You sound like you just rolled out of bed. Sorry, I'm still trying to find my voice. All right, fair enough. Uh, dude, I'm doing good. Uh, T minus. Let's see, I will be in Kansas City, Missouri in 24 hours from now, I believe. So, and then we've got about T minus. 48 about 48 hours 50 hours till kickoff so i'm doing great man i'm ready to roll yeah we i'm i'm stoked man i I leave i'm leaving here tomorrow at six so i'll be there tomorrow night and uh yeah i I am ready for thursday man it's gonna be a bunch of fun uh we're gonna hit up the the chargers tailgate and we just got the information for that today which is fucking awesome so that'll be that'll be awesome to see a bunch of bolt fans in Kansas city on Thursday, but yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's, it's a big battle this week. It's, I mean, I know it's only week two, but this is a, a matchup that everyone in the off season, Ooh, solid can crack there. Yes, sir. It's a matchup. Everyone, not just chargers and chiefs fans, but really football fans um, have been wanting to see um, since the off season with all the additions that the chargers made, and you know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs just being Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, so uh, lots on the line. Divisional game. Chargers obviously want to know to start the divisional uh, series for the season. So now they're looking to make it two and zero. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a battle. Yeah, no man, it's it's a game that I mean I'm I'm nervous about it, man, just because. Uh, if, you, if you guys have been Chargers fans and gone to a game in Arrowhead and seen a Chargers win, that environment's so fun because I love pissed off Chiefs fans. I just love when everyone's <laughs> upset, when the majority, when 99% of the, you know, stadium's just upset and you're just there and you get to just gloat and just do your thing. And this is the first time that I'm going to be 21 going to a game. So it's going to be, it's going to be wild. Really? Yeah, this is because uh, when I went to that Raiders game, it was on January 6th. I turned 21 January 15th. But uh, I did. I did. I mean, obviously, first time I'll be able to drink in the stadium. I did have some Raiders fans buy me drinks. Nobody checked on me. So I was okay. So nobody call LVPD on me right now. Uh, This happened way back in January. I was a week away from my birthday in Las Vegas. Just let me let me live. But uh, yeah, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. They say exactly. I'm I'm excited to be able to finally blow 12 bucks on a beer in a stadium. So I don't know about that. I mean. No, I did. Actually, I don't know what drink prices are. I'm actually going to actually. Up, I, I tweeted it out a couple weeks ago, or yeah, it was like a week or so ago. Um, I don't know who did a piece on it, but it was like a graphic of the all the stadiums and the league and like how much they charge per beer. Yeah, I saw and that as well. Yeah, the Texans, which that's the week four game I'm going to as well. They were like fourth on the list for like being like cheapest beer and it was like average was like six bucks a beer so i'm like that's fucking exciting because it was not so cheap at sofi and where was i at last denver denver was if i remember right it was like yeah it's like 12 14 bucks a beer so i mean yeah that's ridiculous i went to it adds up quick it's not easy it's it's not hard to to blow a good hundred 150 bucks at a game. Yeah, I hope it's that's why I'm just if we're tailgating for a while, which we're going to get into here in a second, but if we're tailgating for a while, I'm hoping that, you know, 
I can get in the stadium, be feeling good, and just kind of have it wear off by the time that the game starts kind of going. Because when I'm in, when I'm watching football, I don't know about you, when I'm watching football, I don't want to be too drunk. I want to just like actually know what I'm watching. If I'm too drunk, then I'll just be like screaming and yelling and not really focusing. <laughs> on like, oh shit! Like nice pressure from Kula Mac. I'm just gonna be all over the place. So that's just me personally. Yeah, yeah, man. I I can't fucking wait. I. I'm just excited to see how this this team bounces back from kind of a poor second half, and I I think I've always kind of said this, but I I, I like how we match up against Kansas City. I have for the last couple of seasons, really. I mean, I think no one in the NFL matches up with them better, especially 100%. from a stand, from a standpoint of you just look over the last four four seasons of of Chiefs games played. And I, I bet you 80% of their, you know, really either close wins or losses are, are Charger games. I mean, every game seems to come down to overtime or the last drive, the last kick, throw of the game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this team, I think, and they match up even better than than last year, obviously, with all the offseason additions. So, just excited to see how they... Um, bounce back from kind of a, a stale second half of the game. And, and you know, it's a short week, so that'll be interesting yeah. to see too. Yeah, man, I'm, I've, I've been kind of nervous about it just because I just want to win just so badly, especially when you're from the Midwest. You just love yeah. beating the Chiefs. Um, everyone hears of Chiefs bandwagon pretty much. So um, I'm, I'm pumped about it. Um, but with that being said, let's before we get into football, man, let's, let's talk about our – our icebreaker today. Let's talk about our tailgating plans a little bit. What are you what are you gonna be drinking? What's the tailgating plans? Um, you know, how's how's Thursday gonna look? And also what are you drinking right now? So Yeah. Uh well right now I'm drinking a farmer a farmer tan. It's a local You get the weirdest shit. Local dude, it's what my girlfriend just brought back from the store. So <laughs> it's a uh, American Pilsner. Sweet. And trying to find where it's out of maybe it's not local it looks local 4.7 elk 12 ibus oh yeah it's nebraska there we go nice papillion shout out papillion so cool close by where i'm from not from where i live hell yeah dude yeah man over here i got you know i i had some i had some nooners in a case um, but they were, they've been sitting out and they were kind of warm. So I was just kind of digging through a fridge and I'm pretty sure it's one of my roommates, but I got a, not quite a silver bullet, but I got the Coors Banquets going on tonight. Um, yeah. Gold, Golden Colorado, uh, 5.0 Alk. I got sand volleyball later. So I'm trying to get a little bit rambunctious tonight. You think I'm pulling up to that sober year on. So, um, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to get, trying to get, I'm trying to feel something, you know? Um, yeah, dude. but yeah, with that, well, one, the, to answer your question about the tailgate, yep. what I'll be drinking at the tailgate, that's a great question because I think this this answer varies on the game of the year, what time of year it is. And so, you know, it, it's still pretty early. It's, it's going to be a Thursday night in September in Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm, I'm thinking something light and easy, you know, where you can have a few of them and, and, and uh, tailgate for a couple hours and not be too drunk. By the time you go into the stadium, but also, you know, not not so so heavy of a beer where you know you you have like two or three and you're kind of beered out. So 
I'm I'm gonna say a nice and easy seltzer is probably what I'll be I'll be drinking come uh come tailgate time on Thursday. I'm thinking Bud Light Seltzer. I love a good white claw. White claws are the shit. Oh yeah. And yeah, there there's a few others out there that I like that I just can't think of off the top of my head, but it's lots of seltzers. Lots of a lot of companies jumped on that uh that trend and I'm very thankful for it because they're very delicious. Yeah, for sure, man. That, I'm kind of on the same board as you. You know, I've been I've been thinking about it because I haven't bought anything yet. Probably will wait till tomorrow or Thursday to do that. But I'm thinking, you know, I'm not a big seltzer guy, but I do love me some nooners, and they go down easy. Um, it might be a nooner kind of day on Thursday, but if not, you'll yeah. probably be, you'll probably Dude, they're so expensive there. though. You really buy those? If I was in college. I, I would but, never buy a high noon just based on how expensive they are, bro. I'm just kind of hoping that my mom goes on a booze run and she's just like, you want me to pick you something up? And then like Dave bad. Portnoy, bad, if but... you're, if you ever hear this message, like why are your drinks so expensive for a four pack too? a four pack? Like that, that's the lamest thing ever. Like you, you buy one and it's like, yeah. I ha- you have to at least buy two. Like they're, they're, they're marketing you into buying two and just spending so much more money. You know give what? me a yeah, six pack at a decent cost and I'll drink more of them than I will because I feel like I don't want to, you know, spend money on them. So whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough, man. Because you said that, I think I'm just going to get a bunch of four locos, honestly. I mean, that sounds like a terrible plan. But... No, that would be, I'm going to be yakking by the time I get to my seats. I'm not actually going to do that. I don't know. I'll probably, Dude, honestly, you, you never even had the, the, like, the OG four locos before they oh, fucking no, watered no. those bitches down. I know, but even even the ones nowadays are still like I don't know. Oh, they're yeah. But, that's a that's a wild night in a can right there. I don't know. That's you'll probably see is. me. You'll probably see me rocking either new, maybe a few nooners and maybe like a twelve rack of some silver bullets or something. I don't know. I'll figure All it right. out. Yeah. No, I like it, man. I'm, I'm I'm fucking pumped for the tailgate. And uh, if you guys are if any of you listeners are going to be at the game on Thursday. Come find us at the tailgate. We'd love to chat with you and talk chargers and just get all riled up before the big, big matchup. So should be a really good time and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, man, for sure. Did you um happen to see that uh Vic, Vic, Victionary? I don't know if you know who that is. He's like a big time Madden YouTuber tweeted at us though. Cause he, he put out a tweet and said, who's going to be at the game Thursday night. And some dude quote tweeted it to us and he uh, tweeted us and said, what's the plan? So he's got like, like he's like a big time Madden YouTuber. He's a Chargers fan and he's going to be there. So I hope that we can run into him. He seems like a super cool dude. I used to watch his videos back in the day. So that'd be pretty cool if he pulls up. I'm going to tweet him back right now. That's what I'm doing. You get, you letting him know the, you letting him know the move. Yeah. I just tweeted in the picture, but, but. Yeah, perfect, man. Because that'll that'd be cool. He's he's a super cool dude, from what I can tell. Um, so that'd be cool. But yeah, tailgate plans. If you guys are gonna be there, um, hope to see you guys. Hopefully, we're supposed to have something coming in the mail to give out to some of you guys. But who knows if that's gonna get here on time? You know, calling our last, <laughs> calling our last second kind of people. So who knows? But I mean, it makes me it makes me upset, dude. I ordered a jacket like three weeks ago and it still hasn't got here yet that I wanted for the game. So yeah, that's tough, but it is what it is. I show up tomorrow. Never know. know. It might, but I'll probably be gone by the time it shows up, but I never know. 
yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. But let's let's talk ball. Let's talk the matchup. Matchup of the year, right. probably. Let's do it. So first off, uh, let's dive into the injury report because uh, it just came out today, uh, second day in a row this week. Um, and I think right now everyone knows about, you know, Keenan Allen and, and how he's most likely not going to play. If I had to put money on it, I'd probably put $100 plus on that he's not going to play just based off experience and seeing what these, you know, how these reports play out in the media, how they spin it like, Oh, he's, he's doubtful, but there's a chance he could go. And I'm like, no, <laughs> he's probably not going to, and that's okay. So I'm not expecting Keenan Allen. Um, I would be amazed, shocked really, even if Staley and, and company wanted to throw him out. I mean, I get it. It's a week two game, but it's, it's also week two. So yeah. Um, you know, some caution I think is is necessary. JC Jackson, I am expecting him to play, so that should be I think so a too. big boost for the uh, secondary for the defensive. Uh, what did you say? Yeah, I was about to say he just I just looked at the injury report. It just came out a few minutes ago, but uh, JC Jackson upgraded to a limited participant in practice today, so definitely yep a good sign. I mean, Brit Staley did mention last week that quite honestly it did go all the way up to game time for jc jackson and brandon staley did think that he could have played but just you know the fact that it's a short week he just wanted to hold him out i bet if it was a long if it was a long week then jc jackson very well could have played last week but the fact that he's limited in practice now definitely i i think he's playing as well maybe on a bit of a snap count but i think that he'll be out there yeah yeah and i I mean i I think he's gonna be a go and i mean hey JC Jackson for a limited snap count is better than no JC Jackson. So he will be a boost to that secondary. Um, I think um, barring any setbacks, which I don't see that happening based on just the circumstance, I, I think he'll be out there. So um, excited for that. Donald Parham Jr. still did not practice yesterday or today with a hamstring issue. I think this injury now is a lot more interesting because of the Keenan Allen situation. <laughs> Because I don't, know, I don't know if you saw, but Brandon Staley already ruled him out for Thursday. He did, and I, what I mean by interesting is, I mean, look at how long Donald Parham has been dealing with his hamstring. And now I know I'm not saying that him and, and Keenan Allen had the same grade of strain or anything like that, but my point is, hamstrings are just fucking tricky. Like, like being a, a former track athlete, like I can tell you, like if your hamstring is, is giving you problems, like you are not doing anything like at, at a competitive enough scale, you know, especially to be in, a, in an NFL game and be at, you know, a serviceable, you know, position. So it's just, yeah, I don't think Keenan's is that serious, but I mean, that's something to kind of keep an eye on now because if it's, two or three weeks down the road and, and Keenan's still not back. I like, I don't think people can like, I mean, people expecting him to be, to be back this week are fucking crazy. In my opinion, like it even, I mean, I think he could be back for the Jacksonville game, but then again, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we, we get close to that game and he's still not feeling a hundred percent. So yeah, I, uh, I think the, the Donald Parham junior uh, injury has definitely become a more of a interesting one to watch. Yeah, when it comes to the Keenan injury, you know, you look at the schedule we have after this short week, and we got Jacksonville, Houston, and then Cleveland. Those are all games in which, you know, if it's if he's teetering on 50-50, like maybe he can go, maybe he can't, just hold him out. Those are games 
We could, yeah. we should be able to win without Keenan. Like, let's just not have this be a season long issue. That's the main yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we, thankfully the Chargers do have a. I know there's no easy week in the NFL, but you know they have two favorable opponents in week three and week four to kind of either you know absorb the sting of a potential loss this week or you know pad a you know a win column and, and start off the season on a really positive note you know possibly looking at a four five and no record that would be amazing um so either way i mean it's just the, these first two weeks are, are, are grueling but after that i mean it's it clears up a little bit so the other two injuries on the on the report are Rishon Slater and Drew Tranquil both dealing with back stuff. They were full participants yesterday and today. So more so just, you know, kind of nursing stuff. The NFL season has officially started. So we're going to see guys, you know, be a little banged up, might be limited, might be, you know, whatever throughout the week. But come game time, um, you know, they should, you know, without a doubt be be there. So uh, really just, Keenan, JC, and, and Parham, uh, which is, hey, I mean, I know it's only week two, but when I scroll down and look at the Chiefs, <laughs> it, it's considerably longer, and I know a lot of these guys are going to end up playing anyways, but uh, they got Orlando Brown limited yesterday, full today with a knee injury. Harrison Bucker, this is a storyline for the Chiefs this week, um, injured his left ankle during the Cardinals game. Justin Reed had to come in, play back emergency kicker, which is really interesting. Uh, he did not practice yesterday or today, so hmm. I don't think Harrison Bucker is going to be playing, but I did see something, uh, a, an article earlier today, and it looks like the Chiefs have a guy from the practice squad that they're ready to sign and, and bring up. So Kansas City will have a kicker. It won't be Justin Reed, but – it's not going to be Harrison Bucker. So, yeah, but Bucker, Bucker's far and away probably a top three kicker in the league, um, honestly, which I hate to admit. But that's interesting that he didn't practice either day because he did come back into that game for the Chiefs um, after he left initially. Did he really? Yeah, he did. So that's that's pretty interesting. Oh, um, only other Chiefs injury that I think is to know. I haven't looked. I honestly haven't looked. So I'm happy that you told me that about Orlando Brown. But Trent McDuffie. Uh, is on the IR, so he will be out three weeks, including Thursday night, obviously, um, their first round rookie cornerback. So um, I'm going to get into the I'm going to get into their DBs a little bit later, but that's definitely yeah. I mean, you hate you don't want to root for injuries, obviously, but that's definitely a good yeah. a good sign for Justin Herbert yeah. and company. And then the only other one I think that's worth mentioning is guard Trey Smith, uh, limited yesterday and today with an ankle, so. I don't. I assume he's a starter, but otherwise, everyone else on it: Mahomes, Justin Reed, Juju, Justin Watson, Willie Gay. Um, they're all full full participants and just nursing uh, some some bumps and bruises. But um, yeah, definitely don't definitely don't expect Mahomes to not make it. <laughs> so I'm not not really worried about those. So it's really just Trey Smith, guard Harrison Bucker, and. Orlando Brown limited yesterday, full today. I mean, he's going to play. We're, we're going to see him. Whether that could be an issue at some point in the game, that we don't know. So, I mean, that's I mean, something to keep an eye on. When you're blocking either Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa, that could very well become an issue. So that will be something to keep an eye on. 
but yeah, I fully expect all of those players to play that you mentioned for the Chiefs. Um, I expect our two participants, our two full participants, as in Trey Cole and Rashawn, to play. And I we both did mention I, we think JC is going to play. Um, whether he'll be on a pitch count, we'll see. But I expect pitch all count? Well, you know, they say – I know pitch count means baseball, but sometimes NFL analysts still say pitch count as in snap count. I know oh. what I'm saying. Come on. All right, yeah. I was, I was just fact-checking either. Yeah, I, I, he'll be on it. <laughs> he might be on it. Fine, fine. Uh, he might be limited. He might be limited to a certain amount of snaps, but which there would be go. huge for this game. Uh, JC is definitely more needed this week than I think he was last week. So, yeah. But, yeah, something to keep an eye on. Yep. All right, man. Well, let's keep it moving here. So jumping into the three keys to the game, you know, uh, what what are your what are your big three keys that you have this week? So I got them written down here. Um, a lot of them are kind of similar to last week, um, but I got my first one. You got to contain Mahomes and Kelsey, and that's obviously a duo that will keep you up at night as an opposing fan base. But it did help me sleep better last night knowing that we have that Derwin James guy and he is the tight end eliminator. So as long as Derwin James is Derwin James, I'm not too worried about that duo. Um, But it's something to contain. You know, Mahomes outside of the pocket is one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the league. Um, This this very well, honestly, this matchup might be versus the one and two quarterbacks in the league Thursday night in Mahomes and Herbert. Um, Obviously, Allen's there as well, but... Um, definitely two of the three best young quarterbacks in the league. So I got that for my first one. Um, my second one I got, you got to attack the areas of weakness for the Chiefs. Um, like I just mentioned, McDuffie on the IR. We just got to attack those cornerbacks. You know, um, that Fenton guy, he does not scare me. Uh, Thornhill does not scare me. Nobody in that DB room scares me whatsoever. Uh, nobody did on the Chiefs either, or on the Chiefs. Nobody did necessarily on the Raiders either, but that's definitely their area of weakness. Um, you know, if we could, I think that we're going to have some big plays, you know, to guys like Mike Williams, Joshua Palmer throughout the game. I think, you know, we're going to be able to open things up a lot against them. We just got to make sure that we are attacking those areas. No more conservative play calls like we saw last week in the second half from Joe Lombardi, who, by the way, does make me feel a lot better that he did admit to, you know, he, he kind of toned things down in the second half. So he knows he was wrong. Um, he's going to bounce back. And finally, third, just limit the mistakes. Last week, we didn't see very many penalties. We didn't see any turnovers. Um, if we play another clean game like that again this week, I think that we'll be just fine. So two straight weeks of limiting the mistakes, and I think we're going to be in a good position to win. Yeah, no, the, those are really important keys. I mean, I agree. I mean, you know, for that offense to to attack that, that secondary and attack the weakness, which is the secondary, I mean, that's, that's definitely – I mean, that's huge. I mean – the offensive line, they they played good enough last week to not allow a sack, but you know, according to PFF, they you know gave up the fifth highest pressure rate on Sunday. So, I mean, it it it, it definitely bended and it didn't break. But I think if they can come out and have another solid performance, you know, Herbert, you know, Herbert's going to cook. So he'll, he'll definitely be able to be able to do that for sure. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I think we're gonna have a we're gonna have a massive day from Herbert Thursday night. Um, but yeah, I I just think that those are three keys. If we do all three of those things well, I think we're gonna be in good position to win the football game. 
Yeah, definitely, man. Mine, mine are pretty similar. I mean, <clears throat> I think the offense is my first key to the game. The offense has to find a mojo. You know, it has to. I, I think they they showed flashes of it on Sunday, but and, and like I'll cut them some slack. It's week one. A lot of these starters haven't played. You know, the same excuses that you know Raider fans were making for for their team playing like shit. I mean, it's also I think. I think it bit the Chargers a little bit on Sunday as well. Like, it, you know, it, it's definitely there's some rust that needs to be knocked off. You know, th- these guys have played some joint scrimmages, but as far as playing a full game at game pace, uh, adrenaline pumping, stadium, you know, packed, I mean, it's 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 hard to simulate that. So I, I'm, I'm expecting the offense to be a little crisper, a little cleaner. Even with the absence of Keenan Allen, um, I, I – like you said, no one in that secondary scares me. Uh, Trent McDuffie is a nice talent, but I mean, still unproven at this point, and you know he's hurt, so we don't don't even have to worry about him. So I'm looking to, for the offense find their mojo, you know, put up points, um, and hopefully Staley doesn't take points off the board by going for it on like their 25 or like their 18. Okay. Th- those those are the only times that. I get like frustrated with those. Like, I, I love a good fourth down call, but like, there's there's certain times where I'm just like, how can you not? Because like, when you lose by a field goal, like that, those are the ones that come back to just bite you in the ass. Or you know, so, just don't yeah. do don't do like predictable things on fourth down. Like when it's a, I mean, there's been I can't tell you how many times in the last year. Well, that's more of a Lombardi issue, I think. Oh well, yeah, I mean yeah, definitely, but. Again, well, just going for play call. Like, there's been so many I mean, times. It is an I, interesting point, actually, an interesting thought. Like, on fourth down, like, Staley's the one making the call. But after that, like, he's not really responsible for how the play, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I think Lombardi has full autonomy. And unless, I mean, there's something that we don't know and Staley kind of like butts in and he's like, no, actually, I think this, you know, I don't think that happens. I think Staley, being the guy that he is on trust and all that stuff. I mean, I don't think he's going to jump in and, and take over the reins for a crucial moment. Like he's, he's going to signify like, Hey, we're going for it or we're not. But after that, I think it's, you know, so it is like a, a team aspect as far as the coaching goes. Um, and I'm glad we're bringing this up because it's actually my, one of my keys of the game as well is coaching. Um, I think whoever out coaches in this game is going to win. Like these two teams match up way too evenly. They, you know, have a lot of fight in them, a lot of talent on both sides. It, it could be a barn burner, and it, they have been the last couple of years. They've they've come down to the to the wire. So, like, I expect the same thing. I I ex, I think the difference is one or two moments in the first three quarters that come back to to haunt a team. I don't even think it's going to be like, I mean, I know we all saw really bad play calling, not play calling, but like clock manage, management last night, the Broncos and and uh, Seahawks game. But I mean, you have to avoid the, that one or two, those one or two moments per game where you just can't afford to, to fuck up. And it might just be a drive killer at the time, but those are moments you can look back on at the end of the game and be like, hey, if if we if we hadn't done that and th- this could have been a different outcome, so I just I have way too much respect for Andy Reid 
and, and that staff over there. So coaching is definitely a, a key to the game for me. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I think kind of going back on that, you know, the fourth down decisions, I don't hate, but you know, when we, when we get into a third and short and it's a handoff up the middle and then we're back and forth and short and it's another handoff off up the middle, like, I don't know. I love the I love those plays where we just kind of sneak the tight end out or sneak the fullback out, and it's just an easy three yards every play. I think we need to start going back to those. And please, for the love of God, no receiver screens this week. I mean, those <laughs> are just. I mean, they they've worked out every once in a while, but if we're not getting good perimeter blocks like we haven't been, um, then man, I don't know. What do you hate more, receiver screens or uh, end zone fades, goal line fades? I don't mind goal line fades because we have my. Oh, uh, really? I, I we have hate goal line fades, bro. I mean, I understand. It depends. It's all ball placement, but like, especially against the Chiefs, dude. How many times has a goal line fade worked against the Chiefs? Okay, worked, I mean, it worked so much. Thank God for Mike Williams. I get it, but like, well, I just like Mike Williams, and we were running goal line fades to uh, Jalen Guyton. Then, oh fuck. Well, no, my thing is just like in general, like when I see like a fucking non-power five college football team do one on third and goal i'm just like fucking cringe bro like come on like i mean i don't know i just that's one of those plays that i'm just not very fond of but anyways my last key of of the game is you know the battle of the trenches who's gonna win the battle of the trenches and i think whoever does very very well ends up winning the entire game so offensive line performed well last week i'm excited to see how they go up against i would say a less superior pass rush in kansas city although kansas city does have some nice linebackers that they can they can send home and uh you know chris jones is still chris jones frank clark he's he's, he's okay i mean George he's still so very serviceable Carl yeah Moss willie gay did lead all rookies in pressures last week with six, which was as many as Khalil Mack had. So, but that was obviously against the Cardinals offensive line yeah. that I can't even tell you a single player on it. So, so I, I think, I mean, I would be surprised. Like, my hope is that we don't, you know, it's not the first drive of the game and you can visibly notice the offensive line struggling. I would be like, fuck. I mean, we could be in for a long night. Um, Trey Pipkins played well. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he plays uh, in, in another big divisional game. So that was awesome to see. And, um, yeah, whoever went, you know, defensive line against their offensive line, that's going to be a fun battle to to watch as well. Cleo Mack, Joey Bosa, but we all know that the, the Chiefs have a, a pretty decent offensive line with some nice names. But I think the matchup is going to be Bosa on Orlando Brown. You know, Joey Bosa – uh, or not Bosa on Brown and Mac on Brown. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, well, whoever's on Brown, yeah, that's going to be a little bit tough. I can't remember. I want to say it's Thuni. No, Thuni might be a guard, but I can't remember who's on the other side. Yeah, but, I, I think he's on the inside. Yeah, Thuni's on the inside, but whoever their other tackle is is not a name that I know very well. So that could definitely be an area of weakness for them. But again, the Raiders did roll out last week with Colton Miller, who had a great season before. And I mean, Cleo Mack just completely demolished the kids. So maybe it doesn't even matter who they roll out. Maybe our pass rush is just like that. Let's hope that that's the case. But yeah, no, I, I love I love those takes. Um, again, that kind of goes with getting after Mahomes. You know, when Mahomes gets uncomfortable, he is a great quarterback outside the pocket. Um, 
but we, we got to keep him in the pocket. You know, if we got to send a spy with like Kenneth Murray or somebody, I think Mahomes is like rushing yards against the Chargers is like double more than like every other team's total against him. I swear to God, he always has like 80 rushing yards against the Chargers just because we never yeah. have somebody snopping it up the middle. But yeah, with this defense, I think anything's possible. So let's just get so some cover. Their offensive line from left to right goes Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, who is on the injury report, and then Andrew Wiley is their right tackle. So, so that I right mean, side, that right side definitely prone to. Yeah, the left, pretty solid left side, but um, they the, the interesting though their depth is not very great because their left guard, center, and right guard backup is all the same guy. Yeah, I got you. So, I know Trey Smith is on the injury report. Orlando Brown is on the injury report. Two injuries that could potentially, I mean, if, yeah, they could they could suit up and start, and that's great, but if they're out there and they're playing at 75% or, or 80%, um, you know, I like that advantage with, with Bosa and Mac on, on the edges. So, something to keep an eye on. Yeah, man, I, I, I think – See, that's the one thing, you know, I just after I had the Chiefs played last week, you know, they looked unstoppable. I know that you and I both were thought that they would really not look great without, you know, Tyreek Hill, maybe the best weapon in the NFL, but they looked phenomenal last week. But I, I also just don't think the Cardinals are very good this year, um, especially that defense on the Cardinals is quite depleted. So um, yeah. just the fact that just with how our defense looked last week, I feel so much more comfortable with this matchup. Yeah, a hundred percent. So, all right. With that being said, it's prediction time, baby. Let's talk predictions. Let's talk scoring predictions. Let's talk. Uh, we can talk player predictions if you want, but I, I really just want to get into the the scoring prediction, and I, I want to let's look into the crystal ball here again a little bit because. Last week we we fucking hit on both of our bold takes, which I know, and we'll get to those here in a second. But let's talk predictions. Who? I mean, I know who's going to come out with, with the dub, but what's what's the final score going to be on Thursday? So right now, just giving you some lines. Um, it was Chiefs three and a half earlier. That's since been upgraded to Chiefs by four. Um, here on the ESPN app is just what I'm looking on, and the over under fifty four and a half. So. Um, I don't I don't know that there's any player props up yet. I know we went through those last week, but I'm not really gonna go look through those. I don't even remember what we predicted for our player props last week. But um so obviously I'm going to predict that your Los Angeles Chargers come out with the win. And I'm gonna go final score mm, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I think Really? This, okay. This is so. a game defined by the defenses i mean you look at the last time we played them in la it was a pretty it was a decently low scoring game and that was an overtime game um i'm gonna go 27 23 los angeles i think that um it's i think it's kind of back and forth the whole game i wouldn't be surprised if kind of like last year in arrowhead you gotta remember justin herbert is undefeated in arrowhead so um i think i mean i know the game script last year was pretty much we got out to a decent lead chiefs kind of came back and then we pulled it out in the end um, it, I wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if it was kind of one of those games right from the get-go again. Um, I'm not going to predict predict stats, but I do think that Herbert's going to have a day. Um, I'm, I'm predicting over three, 300 yards, um, 
I'll say like 350, honestly. Like, I think that he's going to be up there. I think passing the ball is going to get things done. And I think Austin Eckler has two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing from the one. But my bold prediction for you, I think Travis Kelsey has under 50 yards Thursday night. I think Derwin James just completely shuts him down. A 50 might be too high. I might go under 40, but I'll keep it with under 50 just so it's not insanely hot. But uh, I think I think just Derwin James' presence on the field is really going to shut him down. So I'm going to go 27-23 final. Your Los Angeles Chargers go out to 2-0. I like it, man. That That's a good score. I I I don't know what to think of this game as far as like trying to predict the score because uh, I think the last – I mean, they were like – twenty. wasn't it like 28 – 26 or, or 28 23 or something last year I, I can't i don't know it was like in the the 20s i think though so when it was in arrowhead i believe it was 31 27 that sounds right okay yeah that does i, I don't know man I, I think this offense has to get on a roll the chiefs defense is definitely nothing to write home about i mean they have a couple nice pieces here and there but it's definitely has its weaknesses I'm looking for for Herbert and the boys to put up. Give me 35. No, actually, give me 34. Give me 34, and I, I think I think the defense shows up, wins the the line of scrimmage battle. Defensive line has a day. JC Jackson returns, makes a couple big plays, game changing plays. So that's something to keep an eye on. And uh, I think the Chargers get out of there with a 34 to. 27 dub i also want to go back on what i said earlier i completely lied that last game of the year was 34 28 i thought it was more low score oh, okay yeah one off from the uh last score but that was that was with the chiefs and then the first game yeah. of the year was 32 24 so i'm going on the lower okay. end I, I am expecting a lot of points i just I don't know. I, I think our defense is just much improved. I think their defense is also a little bit more improved, so I wouldn't be surprised if those numbers are down a little bit. But what's your bull take? Oh, my bull take has has everything good. to do with my final score. This is going to be good. Let's hear it. Well, what was my final score? 34-27. Okay. Fuck, no way. I changed my final score to 33-27. <laughs> Okay, damn it. All right, whatever. 33-27. We'll see about what you All right. 33-27. The Chargers win on a walk-off touchdown in overtime. To who? Let's get really specific. To who? Um to out, who? what hash is the ball at? Um Okay, I, I got I got you. I got you. It's going to be to Gerald Everett. How long how far out? Uh, it's going to be, uh, 18 yard touchdown. One eight. I, I fucking love it, man. If it goes the overtime 18 yard touchdown down the, down the, the seam, Herbert just lofts it up and drops it in his basket over the, the defensive backs arms Dude. and it's a walk off and, and me and you are going nuts in the, and, and yeah, I'm drunk as hell. Just Dude, going nuts. Don't most stadiums quit alcohol sales after the fourth? Because if it goes to overtime, they better reopen that shit. Because I'm gonna shotgun like eight beers real quick, or else my <laughs> yeah, heart. Yeah, it won't be. But we can go back to the, the the parking lot and and oh, dude, that would be so much fun. Dude, if it uh, goes another to shocker. 
Oh my god! If it goes to overtime, All I know, I know, I, I know this. Something crazy is going to happen um, during this game, and because it's Chargers Chiefs, it, it always does. I mean, it goes down to the wire. Uh, you know, we've been on on both ends of it. We've we've had the highs, we've had the lows, um, but this is a, a different team than than all of those teams in the past. And and um, they have the talent. Like this is this is the, the fun part about this team this season is really. I mean, forget the wins and losses. It's going into every game and having the mentality of like we should beat these guys. We're better than these guys. All right. Like I'm, uh, that also has it has a. We're better. We're the better edged sword because when you lose to those teams, it's like it's even more agonizing because you're like, man, we should have fucking beat the like. There's no business losing to those guys, but it's also beneficial on 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 this end of the spectrum where hey, we're going to get up against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, I know the the trendy pick has been for them to like suck the season in some way and and see a you know a decline, but I think they're still the team to beat in the entire NFL. And yeah, I, I think going into this, this week being like, we can beat these guys. is just signifies to me that, that this is a different team. So something crazy is going to happen. Chargers are going to be on the, on the beneficial end of it. Yeah, man. I, I love it. Um, I want to go back on my prediction real quick. I projected, I predicted 27, 23. I'm going to go 26, 23. Only because I want to see a walk-off touchdown. You know, I think we're going to be, let's say, well, no, because I guess if we're close enough to the end zone, then we're going to kick a field goal, obviously, to tie and go to overtime. So I'll go back 27-23 because that wouldn't make any sense. But, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know. Some crazy shit's going to happen. I'm nervous just thinking about it because I can't tell you the last time I've been to Arrowhead and haven't almost had a heart attack. Um, But I, I can't wait till after – I can't wait if we win and – when we win, I should say. And, you know, I'm just going to take one of those videos of just me going crazy and just pan over the whole crowd, just all silent, and probably piss off some stupid-ass drunk dad of four before he goes and hops in his fucking gassed-up Ford truck and drives off with his stupid-ass chief flags out the back window. <laughs> I can't – I just can't wait, man. It's Last year was so much fun. When we when you just win in an environment like that and you're an opposing fan, it's just – it's a different it's feeling. Best. It's, it's a the best, man. Winning – yeah, being being at the at the stadium when you're an away fan and your team wins is just a fun feeling. I mean, like anytime, when we through, but especially in an NFL. When we went to that, that means so much more. When we went to that Thanksgiving game and beat the Cowboys, man, that was just ah, oh, dude, that was so much fun. God, that was so much fun. That's I mean, probably my favorite game. I've been I was to. So, I was sober as a snail that entire game. Oh, I, I was hammered that fourth quarter, bro. I was like 16 years old, so I was sober as fuck. But this time, and then we went to a speakeasy after it, and I just fucking blacked out. It was it was a fun night. Man, I'm just trying to not have a hung. I'm not. I'm trying not to have a hangover for this three-hour drive back Friday morning. Though that's for sure. But hey, man, it'll be yeah. worth it for Chargers dub. So, well, hey, before we get out of here, let's let's talk betting lines real quick. Oh yeah, so the over was forty or fifty-four and a half, and Chargers, or sorry, yeah, Chargers plus four, so Chiefs minus four. I think the Chargers cover. Or no, I guess my prediction would have it have it be chargers because i well i predicted the chargers to win by four so. yeah but the, they don't have to the chargers wouldn't have to cover the spread chiefs would well yeah okay so technically yeah i think that the chargers cover is what i should say and i'm actually gonna put so, down yeah. i'm gonna put money down on it before the game as well because why the fuck not there you go um over under 54 and a half what'd you say you're taking 
My final score is 50, so I'm going to take the under. You're taking the under? Okay, yeah, my final score would be 50, let's see, 50 or 33 plus 20, 50, yeah, 60. Yeah. 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 So I'm taking the over. It would be 61, but yeah, good, close. I'm taking the over. All right, there you go. I love to hear it, man. Where are you going to put, uh, how are you going to put money down? You're going to go to fucking I, no, I, know, I know a guy. Oh, okay. I like that. I know a guy. There you go. Yeah. I got my Yeah, I, I can't wait for Nebraska to get their sports book. It's it's long overdue, man. I need to need to start placing some bets and some parlays. So it's fun, man, but then I just lose and then it's not fun anymore. So it's fun if you win, but it sucks if you lose. It's true. So. Yeah, that's true. Well, so. hey man, let's go ahead and get out of here. Um I need to eat real quick. But uh yeah, man. Anything else you want to throw in there? Yeah, uh, check us out uh, later tonight. Colin and I are going to be hopping on the uh, Arrowhead Chief podcast. Um, we're definitely going to retweet that when they send out that link on Twitter uh, to us. We're going to be talking with them, collabing, talking about the game. Uh, that's coming up for us tonight. Uh, should be, I would guess, you know, it's kind of their thing, but I would guess it would be out tomorrow. But, yeah, look look out for that I on Twitter. I think so, yeah. Yeah, look out for that on Twitter. Uh, we're going to just chop it up with them, talk about the game a little bit more. I kind of wish we talked with them before this just to, you know, get some more inside information to share with you guys. But, hey, yeah, look out, yeah. Look out for that. Look out for that, man. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for Thursday. You guys are going to get a bunch of great content out of us, hopefully Thursday. Um, and, yeah, uh, let's, let's fucking ride, man. Let's ride, baby. We out. Bolt up.